What's up, everybody? My name is Aaron Wexler, and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Let's go! Within the Game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so that you can stay inspired, have more fun, and be the best version of yourself, and really ultimately find fulfillment both in and out of your game. And today's guest for the second time is the one and only Timothy Schultz. Timothy, thanks so much for being here, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Let's go, Tim. I know we That's had a right. great we had a great talk on that first one. Um, and so this is basically a, a round two. Um, so quick intro. So Tim, you're a lottery winner, a film festival founder, and podcast host. Timothy won the Powerball in 1999 while working at a gas station. And by sharing your story, you hope to share the message that anything is possible and you are able to overcome the odds. I just love that. You're the host of the Lottery Dreams and Fortune podcast on YouTube, where you interview lottery winners and people who have beaten the odds. That YouTube channel is youtube.com slash at Timothy Schultz. And again, this is part two. Part one was a smash hit. So let's jump right in. So I, I always used to, I always like to start with this question of inspired living. But since this is part two, I want to ask you, how do you stay inspired, Timothy? Mm, how do you stay inspired? Well, I think every day, every day is a blessing. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, every day is a blessing. And I just try to think about the things in my life that that I'm thankful for and, and what do I want what I want to accomplish because I believe anything and everything is possible to a very large extent. And you know, think about your day and I just I just think there's so many, you know, I heard something not too long ago that really resonated with me. And that was, there's so many people, and I do this myself, I've caught myself doing this, that sit there and they worry about what comes next. They spend so much energy worrying about what comes next instead of being, instead of being grateful for what they have right now and what they have right now could be what you used to long for, what you used to really want, what you used to worry about what comes next. Now that you're in that. And so just be grateful for what you have. And you could have, you don't have to win the lottery. You could have, I mean, you're alive right now. The odds of being born are so much, I mean, they're so much smaller than winning. The, you can win the lottery millions of times over the better odds of that happening than being born. So be grateful that you're alive. That's, that's what I think. So these types of thoughts keep me inspired, man. I see. And this is why I'm a fan. I know we were talking just before this about this idea of like self-belief and imagination and just, you know, this, this whole idea of gratitude and, and this whole spiritual realm, really. I mean, I know we're talking about winning the lottery and, and manifesting wealth and all that stuff, but I'm inspired by you because you continue to to create that conversation um, with the audience. And, and that, to me, is where I think most of our thought process, no matter what we're going for, should be. We should be in that gratitude. We should be in this almost like this constant appreciation for life, right? And, and that's kind of... And, 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 and I know it's not that easy for a lot of people, including me, like when you say that word worry, um, that resonates with me, right? Cause I I'm a, I'm guilty of that. You know, I worry about stuff, but I also am aware the more that I have talks like this and, and, you know, meet with people like you, that worry is kind of like this low vibe emotion. Right. And so like when we're in that, 
that like vibration of worry, it's good to realize that so that we can change that right away, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think fear is one of the things that really holds people back from doing anything. I mean, you can, I use this analogy a lot where you, you can be sitting in the stands or you can be on the court. And so if you are in the stands, it's comfortable. It's a, it's a comfortable place. You're observing what is happening. There's maybe not much risk involved, but if you actually want to achieve your dreams, oftentimes, I mean, you have to get on the court. You actually have to play and have a, have some sort of a chance in the game. And yeah. you're probably you get better and better as you do it. Persistence. You know, it's, it's another thing that I think is very important is getting better and better. Whatever it is that you want to do. Say you have a dream job that you want to accomplish. You want to accomplish something extraordinary as an athlete or whatever it is that you want to do. I mean, you can get better and better at it. And don't compare yourself to the person at the top. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday and just be the best version of yourself and, and just keep going and be persistent. And I think anything and everything is really possible to a very large extent. And just don't try to ignore the fear. If you can get over the fear, I mean, fear is the opposite, I think, of, of uh, achieving success. Yeah. And it's also the opposite of love. Right, which is I think the highest vibration or highest uh, form of emotion, right? And I, and I think you know um, I, it, sometimes it's it's hard to ignore fear. I think recognizing when the fear is there and to say, okay, it's the I am afraid of this thing. That's okay. I'm aware of it, but now I'm going to move through it. You know, I think that's also another way to to deal with fear. And, um, and, and, you know, this whole idea of, of lottery, Let, let's talk about lottery, right? Because that's kind of the, um, the, the, the point where we met at, right? You're a winner, you know, you talk to a lot of uh, Powerball, or not just Powerball, all kinds of lottery winners. And I love your, your channel. I love your podcast. And I love who you choose to interview. It's great. So I encourage people listening to this and watching this to go to Timothy's channel and just and just kind of feel the energy of the guests, right? I want to ask you about your interviews with these people, right? Because you've you've interviewed quite a few people, winners, you know, but there seems to be a underlying theme of who you interview. It's not just people who win, right? It's people who win who have somehow manifested that. They've either dreamt about it, they've had uh, visions. They've had these like knowings, you know, like um, and you you tend to find people that like uh, are tapped in, so to speak. Can you talk a little bit about the specific type of person that you've had on your show that is able to explore, let's say, this whole realm of manifesting when it comes to winning the lottery? Absolutely. Well, it's a fascinating, fascinating topic and not every single person that I've met and interviewed that has won is is into that but the majority of them i should say the majority of them have been in some in some sort of sense they've had you know some of them really believe they intentionally believe in manifestation and you know i've met a couple people that have written out checks to themselves and the one mass amounts of money one person you know was 112 million another person was uh i believe is 1 million euro and so people from all over the world, it's not just the United States, but a lot of people from, from the US as well, and people that really believe and, and focus their energy and their mindset and their consciousness on this, and then, it, and then it happened. And some people think that's just a coincidence, right. and a lot of people think that it's not. 
And I just interviewed, actually, I think I just released it not too long ago, is this interview with a scientist who is studying this type of thing and, and found his insights really interesting as well. And he basically said that he thinks there, you know, in his viewpoint, there's dumb luck and smart luck. And mm. dumb luck is just the coincidence of, you know, you flip a coin and, you know, it could go either way. Smart luck is actually a form of manifesting, putting your energy towards something. And experiments have shown that you can influence certain things with your consciousness and your energy. I find that very, very interesting. Mm. And so I think he, he used the example of a Powerball jackpot, which is currently around 300 something, the odds anywhere, 300 something million to one, something like that. <laughs> so if you think about that, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't play. But he, he basically said, you know, you can use manifestation and, you know, maybe it's possible to bring those odds way down to one in one million, which is still, you know, uh, the odds are crazy, but that's, it can go way down. But that has been shown in experiments that you can influence things with your energy. There are random number generators around the world that, that are very intriguing. For example, you know, when 9-11 happened, when, when there have been some major earthquakes, these random number generators are no longer random because mm. mil millions of people are focusing their energy on one point. And I find that stuff, I'm definitely not a scientist, <laughs> but I find that type of stuff very, very interesting. And back to your question, there are a lot of people that I've interviewed that have overcome the odds in various ways in life, many of them lottery winners, but also game show winners and others. And some of these people, the majority of the, these people that I've met and interviewed anyway, believed for one reason or another that it was going to happen before it did. It's very interesting. And if you think that's all a coincidence, I have respect for you, but a lot of people think that there's more to it. And I've had so many experiences myself. I just find the whole topic very intriguing. It is. And me too. And that's why we're doing part two right now. And, and so let's, let's explore that just a little more. So what I noticed going back to your, your podcast and these interviews, what I noticed is that I'll, I'd say the majority of the guests that you have, they seem to have this alignment prior to winning. And so here's what I mean by that. So like, they seem to have this, like you call it um, this, this belief or this, this knowing or this even dreams, which I, I'd love to get more into that stuff too. But like, they seem to have like this energy of like, I know I'm going to win prior to winning. But here's what I want to ask about. It's, it's that knowing, but they all seem to have like this lightness about it. It's not heavy. It's a fun, it's, it's like a fun alignment, right? Do you notice that too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, most of the people I've met and interviewed, they have been just exactly like that. They've been, they have had fun and, and they've been very positive, positive people right. in, in their mindset. And, and I think that's very healthy to, to be positive. And, and a lot of them, a lot of people that have won consider themselves lucky. And I find the whole topic of luck very interesting because why do people consider this, themselves lucky? It's, you know, for a reason, something's happening there. Yeah. 
And and so I know we've uh, last time I brought up Abraham Hicks with you. I'm I'm a big Abraham fan. I'm I'm actually going to see Abraham tomorrow, um, oh. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that Abraham talks about is life is supposed to be fun. And so I want to bring that to the lottery, right? Because I want to win the lottery. That's one of my dreams, you know, and, and, um, especially now, right. The, the, uh, I think the Powerball is up to like 700 million or something like that at the, at the time of this, uh, of this recording, which is what, February 3rd. Uh, 2023. And so you keep seeing these big numbers, right? And to me, what I think about is that would be so much fun, right? <laughs> is to like, when I drive by the gas station, I see these numbers. My, my, um, I'll just share my strategy just in case I win one day, we can listen back to this and see oh, how do you do it? My strategy is just to really imagine how much fun that would be. I would, I really try to get aligned with that energy, man. That would be so much fun. I, you know, and I get into that emotional feeling of it and like, it feels really, really good and fun. And then I go buy the ticket. Right. And I think, um, I think I actually heard that from someone on your show, right. Which is like that alignment to me is the best way to play because even if you don't win, it's not a big deal. Right. But if you do, wow. Right. Yeah, I think it's best to it's best to have fun with it. I mean, it's yeah. best to for a lot of people that I've met and interviewed, I think this is what you're getting at. They they were not if they the times that they did not win, they weren't heartbroken. They just yeah. played and had fun with it and believe only spent what they could afford, of course, but they believed that they were going to win and and then it happened. And I think it's the the positive mindset is very yeah. very important and especially with well with anything in life but with the lottery if you look if you think you're wasting your money first of all don't play but if you want to have a chance because you legitimately have the chance the right to dream if you purchase a ticket the right to dream about what will happen if you win because it could happen it could happen it takes one ticket that's all it takes so you there is a possibility yeah no a hundred percent and and I want to make this relatable, right? It's not just about lottery, like you said. It's about anything. It's about any any craft that you want to get good at or you want to win at, right? I think it's about that energy of fun, aligning up with that, aligning up to feel how it would win first. That, that to me is manifesting, right? That's like manifesting one-on-one. How would it feel before it happens, right? And really embody that feeling, right? So I just love that stuff. I, I want to move into dreaming, right? Because I know we touched on this a little bit last time, but ever since then, I've been really interested in dreaming and the idea of lucid dreaming and the, also the idea of intentional lucid dreaming, which to me means like, before I go to sleep, what do I, where do I want to go? What kind of journey do I want to have? So it's not just like, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and be like, okay, uh, what was that? Which is definitely part of it. But before I go to the sleep, I'm like, this is my intention. Here's where I want to go. Let's just use the lottery. For example, I'm dreaming that I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to, I'm going to, I like go through this whole checklist and this is me being vulnerable and, and personal right now. Like one of my dreams is like, I, I check the ticket, I see the numbers and I just imagine that burst of emotion of like, oh my God, yes. And then I start to go on this journey of like, I'm going to just go camping for a week and like chill out and try to figure this thing out. And like, but I, I do all that prior to going to sleep so that I can dream that so I can really experience that in the dreams. 
So I was hoping to ask you a little bit more about this, this lucid, intentional lucid dreaming. And again, you can take it when it comes to lottery or the people you've, um, you've interviewed or in something else, if you'd like. Yeah, well, for people that aren't familiar, I had a dream about winning a few months before it happened and then right. I won. So, but it's not the only dream. I've had many like, countless dreams in my life about things before they've happened. It doesn't happen every night or anything like that, but I find that topic very, very fascinating. And for me, I don't even know if I would, so I've had, you know, tons of lucid dreams, but I don't even know if I would define it as necessarily a lucid dream, the types of dreams when I see something that then happens. For me, it's like, I, I strongly believe in the power of prayer. And I believe that we have guides and that we're all connected and so forth. And if you don't watching or listening to this, that's okay with me, because I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything of my thoughts. Definitely not. But I believe in this. And so it's a form of meditation. When I pray, I believe that prayer can be a form of meditation. And if you ask for something, not, yes, I want to win the lottery. I'm not saying this has never happened, but like, I didn't even, I didn't pray, oh, please let me win the lottery. Right. That didn't, that didn't happen. I just, I felt really down on my luck financially. And I just kind of opened myself up in this meditative state to, to what I consider to be God or the universe, this force that I believe that we're all connected to on a fundamental level. And I felt that, and well, I didn't just feel, I had this dream that it had already happened. And it was this, this vibrational state. And I woke up and it was, it took a little bit to realize that it hadn't happened. And that's just one example, but I've had several dreams about things, not the lottery, but other things and people and situations. And then it happens. I mean, how do you explain that sort of thing? <laughs> right, I mean, I right. mean, science, some people studying that can, can, can explain it with their understanding of it, but I, I find it very fascinating to me. If you ask if I ask for something, an answer to something, then oftentimes I can, I've received answers in, within the dream state. If I ask for it, for example, when I was a journalism student studying broadcast news, I, one of the assignments, I had this newspaper that was delivered all the, you know, every day there was a newspaper that came to the driveway and it was missing a lot of the days. So I didn't have it for my assignment. And so, you know, I was really, really um, furious. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what, and frustrated, like where this newspaper isn't here. What, you know, what am I supposed to do? So I prayed to help to stop that from happening and to understand why that was happening, to stop it from happening. So I could, so I could get the newspaper to do the schoolwork, right? And so I did this. And then that night I had this very vivid dream where it felt like I went out of my body. And this sounds kind of crazy if someone hasn't experienced this, but I felt like I went out of my body in this state of mind and saw this person, this kid, like about to pick up the newspaper. And so I woke myself up and it was so real. I was like, I know it was, I know that he's about to do that. So I just got up like hours before I would normally get up and I went outside 
And there was this kid probably, you know, a few feet, like 50 feet or so, I'm just guessing, but he was coming towards the newspaper. He wasn't quite up to it yet. And so I looked at him and, and glared at him and uh, gave him a scowl and he never took it again. So hmm. that's, that's one example of that type of thing with, within the dream state. And I call it dream state. Some people might, might, uh, define it differently, but I find that type of thing very interesting. And it, I believe, I don't believe it's, um, some sort of superpower or something. I mean, it's, I believe it's natural and people can do that sort of thing. Some people, a lot of people, a lot of people watching this are listening and I just find it very interesting. I don't fully understand it. Right. Don't right. Claim to, don't claim to, I just know that it happens. So it's interesting. There was a, I mean, and I don't know if that was like remote viewing. Remote viewing is a thing too. And a lot of right. people are into that. I mean, there was the Stargate program and which was, you know, classified under other terms before it was the Stargate program, but where the U S government had this top secret program with remote viewers looking with their consciousness, looking at other things around, around earth. And, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. No, absolutely. This whole world of dream state, like you mentioned, is is fascinating for me too. I want to I want to ask you more about that. Do you think when you enter dream state, because you mentioned prayer, right? Do you think that maybe there's some guides that can come help you when and answer some of those prayers in that dream state, or maybe do you think that that dream, that story you just mentioned, was maybe a guide? from somewhere else um any any thoughts on that um well, well I, I definitely believe in guides i do believe in guides and i believe that we have spiritual guides and i'm a, I'm a firm believer in that and you know why i mean i've had a couple of these types of dreams where i've seen what i believe to be what could have been what I believe to be is probably a guide, but I've, I've had so many experiences with that type of thing that I do believe that we are guided and, you know, we're, we're all connected and yeah. time and time and space is sort of an illusion. I, I think the more I learn about it, I mean, really, they don't understand what time is. If you go off way off earth, you know, way, way out there, then time will be different. I mean, you could be gone for a couple, theoretically speaking, gone for a couple minutes and come back and it's been months or years, you know? So here on earth because of gravity and, and the theory of relativity and all that. And so it's, it's very interesting. I love how you mentioned, so, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say along with that, with the time and space thing is the entanglement which again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not claiming to be an expert on all this, but I just find the subject so interesting that in quantum physics, they do talk about entanglement. So if there is no time, then the past and the future, you know, it's all sort of entangled. So if something happens in the, theoretically speaking, if something happens in the future, then you might feel it in the present because you're already entangled with it. You're the same it's all the same energy, you know, man, so it's interesting. So that that's kind of getting into quantum physics. Um, and, and let's touch on that in a second. I want to, 
actually, because you mentioned space, I really like how you said that. Like sometimes I think all of us, myself included, we get caught up in our own little worlds here and our own little pod in our computers, our phones, our, our, our lives. And we kind of forget that we're on a planet spinning around a star in a galaxy, one of millions and millions of galaxies in this, this space time continuum. Right. And it's like, so fascinating and cool to just be aware of that and to know that. And I think bringing that back down to really what we want, right? Because I think this whole conversation and the reason why I love speaking with you about all this stuff, it all comes back to what do we want, right? And so this idea of the game, the within the game, and you know, we're talking about lottery here, is I think, and I'll just I'll speak for myself. We want freedom. The money's great, yeah. We want a bunch of money, but really, what the money can give us is freedom, right? And that to me is, I think, important to remember, because if we don't remember what we really want, that's when we can get caught up in the, the numbers and the, the taxes, right? And the, the, the this and the that and the relationships that maybe get lost along the way to wealth and all this other stuff. Da, 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 da. But I want to remember and I want to talk to you right now about freedom, because that to me is the driving factor, not just for winning the lottery, but for, for moving through this, this life right? And moving through all the games that we play and, and all the relationships that we create. We, I want that feeling of freedom more often. It's a beautiful feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're, we are, I mean, we are in this state of like the, now the present is, is really important. And I think the, the ability to just not live in fear and just realize that you do have choices like you could do this or this and you know just really just be in the flow be in the flow with where things take you but also you can also i think intentionally change the way that your life is as well and by you know manifesting your your life and people talk about this all the time it's a it's a hot topic and i think i've met plenty of people that have experienced sudden wealth overnight wealth sudden fame sudden huge changes like that but oftentimes more times than not it's it doesn't have to be sudden and it's not for most people to achieve their dreams and in fact sometimes the sudden wealth can be sometimes i'm just being completely authentic here i mean it can be unhealthy in ways as well because there's so many factors involved but there can be pros and cons to it and of course it's you know mostly positive for most of the people that i've met but i i think that i guess what i'm getting at is if you want to achieve your dreams and manifest something then yes believe but also Take steps is yeah. very important. Take steps to achieve and to bring about in life that which you want to create. Take steps, real steps, and don't give up and be persistent. And with the lottery, you can't win if you don't play. And that's such a cliche, cheesy line, but it is true. But with anything in life, say you want to get to, you want to be an author, you just wrote a book. You want to do that. You want to make a movie. You want to land your dream job. Whatever it is you want to do, you want to have a better loving relationship with somebody. 
there's so many things that people aspire to have. Well, you know, take steps to do that. It, in addition to believing, in addition to visualizing. And with the believing and visualizing is important because you can reprogram your mind to, to believe that that's going to happen. But beyond that, actually taking the steps and then being persistent and don't compare yourself to the person at the top, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and be the best version of yourself. And then that idea, that ethereal thought, because it all starts from the thought, the ethereal thought and the imagination and the desire, then eventually you believe you're going to achieve that and pretty soon you're there. And then what do you yeah. want next? And it just keeps going and going. You can create, we're all creators. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And we're here to create. And what you're talking about with that action and what I would just add is in inspired action, right? Because all the work that we're talking about, this manifesting, this calibration, right? Calibrating your energy to what you want, to that freedom, it all leads up to that action. But if we can, if you don't do that stuff and then you just take the action, sometimes the action is not inspired and then you might not get an inspired result. So that I think what you're talking about is inspired action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think, yeah. Yeah. You have to definitely be inspired and, you know, go after it and, and take, take steps intentionally that you, you believe that you're going to do this and just do it and don't, don't focus on the fear and just yeah take steps. Yeah. And, and, and my whole message, just to clarify, I've said this last couple episodes. Um, I want to clarify my message because the whole idea of stay inspired is not that I'm not suggesting that we're like that all the time, 24, seven, 365. Like it's, there's a ride. There's an emotional intelligence roller coaster ride. We go through emotions, right? I think what I'm suggesting, what I am suggesting is that we become aware of our emotional intelligence so that we can stay on that trajectory so that we can take more inspired action more often, right? So that when we are in a lower state, like you mentioned worry, and I'm so glad you mentioned worry. I think that's so relatable to so many people worried about money, worried about relationships, worried about the news. That, that worry is real. But when we're in that state is to be aware and so that we can get out of that state quickly so that we can get to some better inspired action. And I want to ask you about this emotional intelligence journey that you've been on, right? Because, you know, ever since winning the lottery, you you won at a, a fairly young age. And now with this podcast journey that you've been on, and we're both podcasters, and, and the just for the audience, being a podcaster is like so fun because you get to have these amazing conversations and learn. It's a constant learning process and expansion process so it's really fun so i'm really grateful for this journey but this emotional intelligence journey that you've been on you've you've seen you seem to have expanded your your own um um kind of emotional awareness let's say right um I, w I would love for you to talk about that and how you've been able to do that, whether it's through the podcast or just through your own personal spiritual journey and how that all relates back to this whole idea of, of playing a game and playing to win. Well, I'm a very, very spiritual person and I don't talk about it tons publicly, but I, but it's true. I am a very spiritual person and I do pray and I believe that I, I know that I get answers to that. And it makes sense when we direct our energy towards that. But I believe that we're all connected to a higher source. I mean, I just interviewed someone that 
died, literally died for almost an hour. Was, I think a little over 45 minutes, zipped up in a body bag and everything. Wow. And this person came back and obviously lived to, was came back to life and talked about it. But he experienced all these things and he could hear the thoughts of the paramedics and he went to this other place and and saw these things and that's just one that's someone else's example but you know i've had so many experiences that have led me to believe that life continues beyond this and this is just temporary hmm. and so that i think helps helps me personally as well to think about to think about that because if there is no death i mean that's one thing that a lot of people really really fear is death like the fear of ceasing to exist but energy can neither be created nor destroyed and we are energy and we are all connected i believe this and i believe that if you pray and you direct your energy towards something then it it can help it can help and i think the the energy of of love and and um yeah i'd say love is is the strongest thing that that there is mm. i don't think there's anything stronger than that energy of love because after all that's all that's what we all want we all want to feel comfort we all want to be loved and you know this person that i that i interviewed you know i think one of the things he said was that the closest thing to hell that he believes now is is this earth which to me sort of resonated because there's so much disparity in the world there's so many awful things happening in this world there's so many wonderful things too there's so many positive things but you know it's i think i think we're this is just a spiritual belief take it or leave it but i think where we come from is is perfect love and then here it's you know, not always, always like that, but our mindset and making the best of the situation that we're in is very, very important to our quality of life. Because after all, we are our consciousness. We're in our heads. What you experience, what you're thinking about, what your mindset is, that's your whole reality because you are you, you're in your head. So why not try to make the, the best of it, whatever the situation yeah, you know, I've talked to a couple of different people that have had NDEs, near-death experiences, and what I've gotten from that is that when they experience the other side of the veil, they do see this light and this pure love and this pure energy, right? And a lot of times they decide to come back. There's a, there's a choice, right? Because this is a free will universe. I know we're getting kind of deep right now, but this is this is a free will universe. So we get to choose all the time. So, you know, sometimes those those people that have those experiences choose to come back because they understand that their job's not done, their mission's not fulfilled, the purpose is not complete. Let's move into that. Let's let's talk about purpose because, and this all relates to manifesting wealth, lottery winning, winning in general, playing life like a game. It relates because, yes, we talked about it's supposed to be fun, right? Or or. Anyway, that's my opinion. And I think that I think I think that I think we can all agree that having fun with this whole thing is fun and it's enjoyable, right? But I also think that there's something more. 
I think there's something more that I'm starting to realize for myself when it comes to purpose and especially doing this podcast and sharing inspiration and, and, and like, that's a big part of my purpose and, and, um, of reminding, you know, all of us, including myself, I'm no master of this, but it's just this exploration of this reminder that, you know, um, we have to all remember who we really are, which is the spiritual being of light and love, which you just mentioned having a human experience right now, but remembering that that's part of my mission and my purpose is to help remember it and help share that memory with other people so that we can all step in to our, our own purpose and our own mission and really drive forward and create momentum and create energy and have more fun and solve more problems and help more people and, and kind of change the trajectory of, of earth, you know, trying to change the trajectory of the planet so that we can move more into an, an ascension type of reality. Um, talk a little bit about that, about purpose, about mission, how you've been able to kind of identify yours as you, as you've kind of gone along this journey of, you know, spiritualism and, you know, this whole exploration of that. Hmm. Well, I, I could talk forever about this stuff, but I, I feel that we are all connected. And so in that sense, even if you don't believe that, it really, I mean, it can feel good to help someone else. It doesn't have to be something that's monetary with money. I mean, opening the door for somebody as simple as that. I believe that we are all connected and there's lots of ways that you can be a good person for other people. And I think that can be, I think it's, sorry, I don't know. That's too loud for you. No, it's all good. I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no sorry. problem. Okay. Um, but I believe that doing something positive just helps out everyone because we are all connected and it, it doesn't have to be money, but there's tons of ways of helping people. And it's very, it's very important. And I believe that there's a higher purpose for, for all of us. And I do believe that we create our reality to, to a large extent as well not only here, but I believe that we are part of something larger, you know, something yeah. larger. So that larger part, whether it's in our subconscious or beyond that, beyond that, I believe that helps us. If we, especially if we ask for it, we're part of that. You know, I don't think that I'm just right here. I'm, we're beyond this. Our energy goes beyond our physical bodies. I think that is proven. So it's very, in that sense, it's very interesting and intriguing, but it's also important, I think, to to keep in mind what you are connected to. And not only this here and now, but the people that came in the past, which we talked about, maybe time doesn't really exist. Right. And also the people in the future, like it's all connected. And I, I believe that we're like a little drop inside of a larger ocean or a wave inside of the ocean we're part of something much larger yes and, and it, it's really true especially if you i think I, I can't remember which astronaut it was but one of them that came back from the moon i um, i can't quote him but it was he had i believe a similar thought you know it's humbling you see the, the earth imagine yourself out there 
we're we're on this little planet amongst who knows trillions and trillions and probably beyond that of planets and galaxies and all this stuff and i just think that we're we are literally all connected you can see that part but there's a lot that you can't see there's a lot that you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you know there's a lot of things people don't understand that doesn't mean it can't happen or doesn't exist people do the extraordinary all the time right they do right i mean think something that has never been done before will be done tomorrow i mean it yeah. just happens <laughs> and if someone else has done it you can do it too it, there's no I, look i love superhero movies but there are no superheroes here we're all human beings human beings you can affect you can do extraordinary things i mean like I believe it was uh, Gandhi defeated an entire army without firing a single bullet. Yeah. And you look at Martin Luther King, you look at all the plenty of people on this earth that have done extraordinary things. They believed, they believed and they didn't listen to the dissenters. They didn't listen to the people that told them they couldn't do something like they believed and then they, they did it. And, you know, maybe it didn't happen overnight, but they're persistent. And they believed. And I believe there's, I believe, no pun intended, there's a lot of power in that. A ton. And we, a ton of power. And, and and also just and and just to connect the idea of the flow, because that came up earlier. I'm a, I love the flow. I love talking about the flow. I, I just recently heard Jay-Z talking about be the flow. Don't go with the flow. Create your own flow. You know, and I really like that. I think that's that's a that's a great one. And and I want to kind of move into this idea of ego versus true self. Now, for the listeners, if you guys are with us for, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been with us this this far, you may be wondering like, man, what are you guys talking about? I thought we were talking about the lottery. I thought we were talking about creating wealth. But here's what I'm getting at with this whole thing. And the reason why I love talking to you, Timothy, is because we can go down this road, which all comes back to this idea of, let's say we win the money, right? Then what? right? Okay, I got the millions. It's, we just mentioned it's 700 million. Then what? What do we do with it? And I think what, where, I'm getting with, where I'm getting at with this is when I win the money, you know, or when I create the wealth that I desire, I want to stay true to my true self. I don't want my ego to take over. And I think this is a big topic because again, it's relatable. It doesn't have to be about money. It could be about anything, but the ego the ego in my I'm no expert at this, but I'm very curious about the the idea of the ego versus the true self. I believe that the ego can take over a lot can take over. And what I mean by that is like, I want the spotlight. I'm this. Oh, they hurt me. I should protect myself. Uh, it's like me, 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 me. Right. Uh, and And so on and so forth. Whereas the true self is like what you said earlier, Timothy, it's all love. It's love, it's unconditional love. And it's this energy source within us that's so just connected to everything. And, and all that true self wants is to expand to more of that, right? And so then when we get all this money and we talk about the lottery and all this stuff, that energy can kind of highlight one or one or the other, the, either the ego or the true self. And I think it's really important to get clear to know that it's like, I want my true self to expand. I don't want my ego to expand. Can you expand on that? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the ego, anyone that is mildly into spiritualism is probably familiar with the term, but it's it's the enemy. <laughs> the ego is the enemy to think that you are this or that and that you're not part of something larger. I mean, or that you're not at the right place at the right time. And just there's so many things. The ego feeds the fear or it can also feed these beliefs that you're, you know, b better than people. Not that I'm saying that I've felt that I'm better than anybody because I don't, but I just theoretically you can feed that. And I feel like, you know, one thing I think we talked a little bit about, I mentioned this last time, at least that I do Muay Thai, this yeah. martial art. Yep. And so I have found myself, I mean, it's a competitive thing where you're in there sparring with people. Right. And you want to keep up with people. You want to, you know, not get punched in the face, not get kicked. And it's easy to look at other people, easier to look at other people and think, oh, I want to keep up with this person. I want to make sure that this person is, you know, that they know that I'm, I don't know if we can curse, but like a, whatever a you bad, want, bro. <laughs> a, like I'm a, I'm a badass and, blah 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 you know that's all the ego that's all the ego and it's it's nonsense because really we're just the healthier way to think about that is that we're, we're all trying to to improve and and help each other and it's not about trying to be better than somebody else it's about being in the now in the flow being your authentic self being the best version of yourself that you can be and just trying to enjoy the very moment that you're in. Enjoy that moment. It's so important. And it doesn't have to be just Muay Thai with anything in your life. It's very important. And if you can get out of that with, with the ego. So I think that it's better to do, if you can be centered and try to let go of the ego and realize that you are not, not necessarily your body. You're part of something spiritually speaking anyway something and scientifically if you really go down to the way down on the, the level of it that we're part of something much larger than ourselves and it's a blessing to be here it's a blessing to be here in in your body it's i mean you're alive right now in this body that's i think that's extraordinary it's so, just so good to remember that right throughout the day no. but i do want to challenge you a little bit on what you said about you said the ego is the enemy and I, I i don't i disagree i think the ego has its place i think you know the ego is there to protect us i think uh mm -hmm. if we're in a, ever in a situation where we need protection the ego will be right there and be like nope you know so i don't know if it's the enemy i just i think that um mm -hmm. the ego can take over in situations um when we're not aware and then it can up then we can operate from our ego when we don't really necessarily want to we want to operate from our true self but i think that's when we that's why conversations like this are important so that we can remember who we really are and then we can decipher we can create discernment I'm like no that's my ego i don't need you right now ego i need to listen to my true self i need to operate from my true self you know and i i, I just i wanted to just mention that because um yeah, because, you know, the ego, the ego serves a purpose. I guess mm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely respect that. 
um, maybe maybe we're defining ego differently, but the way I the way I think of it is something that is is false that's that is you know that's hindering your ability to be the best version of yourself or hindering your your perception of reality thinking that you are you know better or yeah or or not or thinking that you i mean the ego can hurt you too but it it can yeah i mean yeah i mean i'm just thinking out loud here yeah 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 but yeah i guess from the perspective of if you're sometimes people achieve extraordinary things because of their ego as well it's true you it's know? true like, yeah, yeah, i yeah. can do this i'm i am the baddest man on the planet i'm gonna <laughs> knock this dude out i mean right, the right, ego right, right. can help propel things as well it's true but when i talk about the ego most of the time i'm talking about the negative aspects of but not necessarily negative, but how I believe that we're connected to something larger than ourselves. And in that sense, the ego is sort of like an illusion, something we're telling ourselves, you know, I'm, I'm Timothy Schultz right here. Well, some of the people I've met more than one person that has died and come back to life and they have said, and I believe them, at least I tend to agree that you're not necessarily that you're something much greater much mm, greater right not that even if you're an extraordinary person you could be the president of the united states whether you view that as being extraordinary or not but you could accomplish something incredible be the leader of the world you're you've done all this stuff well if you when you die you're not going to take that with you <laughs> who are you really you're beyond that you can right. do something right. extraordinary and that's that can be a blessing. You can do so many wonderful things, but we're part of something much greater. And, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And I think this whole idea and talk is about trying to find your higher, you, you could say your true self, your higher self, your inner being, there's all these different kinds of, of ways to say it, your spirit. Um, but that person that is inside us all. And I think that we're both agreeing that that is kind of where we we want to be. We want to listen to that person more. We want to let that energy come through more and show up more in our actions, in our daily life, in our interactions, in everything, especially when we get the money, right? And we have all this, we we have this more, we have more freedom, right? We we want to let that inner being um, come through more. I think we're both on in agreement, right? On that. Yeah, yeah. And And then, you know, the last thing I want to touch on with this whole spiritual discussion is this idea of vertical alignment. And I mentioned this before to you, um, before we started, which for me, this idea is really powerful. And so I'll just explain what I think this means. And then would love to hear your thoughts on it. For me, you know, this idea of vertical alignment is the connection with your head and your heart and the grounded being grounded into earth and your connection to the stars. That's what I mean by vertical alignment and really remembering that that is so cool. It's so cool to just be like, wow, you know, I'm connected to it all, just like we've been talking about this whole time. But what I mean by alignment is like, I don't want to be off track. I want to stay aligned so that all the actions that follow that alignment can be inspired, 
right? And so all the interactions that I have and all the energy output that I have can be aligned. And it's an energy, it's a feeling, which goes back to everything we just talked about, that emotional intelligence. So yeah, that's kind of what I mean by vertical alignment. And I think it's really powerful to remember that throughout the day and to check in with ourselves. And and going back to the first thing we talked about, which is the fun, right? Like vertical alignment can be so fun if we get really quiet first and aligned and remember who we really are you know, and then go throughout our day and go do the Muay Thai's and go do the volleyball and go play the lottery and go, you know what I mean? And go do the things with that vertical alignment first. Yeah. And if you're, if you're on the, I mean, some people I've experienced this myself, but some people feel, you know, synchronicities and stuff or stuff that they experience that will show them they're on the, the right path. And when you're, I've, you know, I haven't, used the word the term vertical alignment but i understand what you're saying and i completely find that um very true if you feel you know when you feel that you're on the right path that you're grounded that you're balanced and so i completely agree with that and a lot of people that are uh I, there's one psychic school that i'm aware of where they teach people that wish to become more intuitive or empathic and that sort of thing where they teach people to to ground themselves and to envision something coming not something energy coming from up there all the way through you down into the core of the earth and they call it you know being grounded and yeah that stuff is totally fascinating i'm totally you know into that stuff it's interesting yeah and then you know just like my hat says being open and being available um, you know, I think that's a big part of this whole topic that we're talking about, right? Like, I think the ego going back to the ego can close us off real quickly. Right. And I think it's up to us to practice that awareness. And, and a big part of this is self awareness, right? Being self aware, so that we can get into that vertical alignment and create, which is the next thing I want to ask you about vibrate vibrational escrow, which we kind of touched on last time. Right. But um, did you get a chance to think about that anymore uh, since then? Yeah, a little bit. I I watched a video with Abraham Hicks speaking about this this term, and you know, I, prior to to our first interview, I don't think I'd ever heard of that that term, but that concept I had because I think that we are capable of. The extraordinary. I mean, quantum physics will say that as well. You can do some amazing, amazing things that, so to tap into, this is my understanding of it, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong, yeah, yeah, but yeah. To, tap, to tap into this vibrational escrow, to tap into your full potential, you know, you can, you can, I heard her say something about having an out-of-body experience and tapping into that and seeing being shown, experiencing what you can become and gaining inspiration that way. And, you know, I certainly, I mean, maybe that's what happened with, with the lottery. I don't know. I mean, I had this vibrational sense where I went out of, it felt like I went out of my body, experienced that I had already won it, woke up, took a little bit to understand that it had not happened. And then believed after that, that, it was going to happen and then it did. So it's very surreal when it did. And some people think this is all a coincidence, but 
a lot of people think that it's not and yeah. i just find it very interesting and it's not the only the only thing where i can identify with with that sense of being inspired by in in this sense it's through the dream state but yeah, yeah. i believe anything anything's possible a lot of times we don't even comprehend what we're capable of we're capable of just incredible incredible things and you know just open yourself up to that ask the universe ask whether you believe in god or not just intentionally ask for that in, in a prayer state or in a in a meditative state and see what comes to you you might be really surprised i i, I have at least i find it interesting yes you know the vibrational escrow for me relates to what you talked about in your most recent um solo cast the one i'm i told you i'm a fan of and i'll link it to this because i really liked what you're talking about you're talking about imagine it and it can happen you know and the odds don't matter and our perception um you know our per our perception is all relative and and all these things about quantum mechanics and for me, what you're getting at is relates completely to this vibrational escrow, which is the energy that we are cultivating inside of us, right through our emotional state, right? So that when we are more joyful, or more in fun or more in inspired, when we're more in those higher energy fields, we're creating greater vibrational escrow inside of us and kind of almost banking those energies, which kind of makes us more, you, you said we're not superheroes. I would say that that would be part of our superhero kind of like cultivation, right? Like, because I think these, this emotional, like, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan, but Abraham would say our emotions are our guidance system, right? So the more that we can, really tap into those emotions and and not be so insensitive. I think we need to be sensitive so that we can feel our emotions so that we can create this vibrational escrow so we can create this superpower so that we know what we want, we know where we're going, we we step into it, right? We step into it, we create that vertical alignment, right? We then we can start to manifest what we want and we don't have to worry what we don't want anymore. We don't even have to worry about the past. Like you said, time is not real. We can really step into this co-creation, which I think, Timothy, that's what we're really talking about here. You know, whether it's the lottery or winning a game or whatever it may be the desired outcome, we can co-create. And that to me is vibra vibrational escrow, is the identifying, yes, this is what I want. This is the feeling that I want. Let's go. That's why I always say let's go because it fires me up. Let's go. Right. And it creates momentum in the desired direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you are definitely, definitely capable of, of the sort of anything is possible. And if you, you believe it, you, it's beyond believing it. You use the word feeling and feeling is very, very important. It's very important how you feel about things. It's very important. And yeah. When it when it comes to living life, you're you're in your head, and with people that teach manifestation, I mean, it's very important. It's how you feel about something really really matters, and how the lens upon which you view it 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 changes everything. It changes everything. And if you want, say, you want a better loving relationship with someone, and you have a negative interaction, and you 
view that as this negative, horrible thing. This is this is awful. This person's going to think this of me. This is, this is just just you know willowing, this wallowing in this negative puddle down here instead of well, maybe that person's not in a very good place right now. I just hope the best for them. And I hope that, you know, we're, we're going to, this is going to be good with us. It'll work out. And I, I, if anything, I'm solid with me. I feel good how I feel. And then and envision that person, send love to that person in your mind and through your energy and your relationship and then see what, see what happens. You might really be surprised. I mean, it works for me. <laughs> Send love. I think that's the most knowledge that we dropped all day today is the send love. The world needs that more than ever right now. You and I and everyone listening and watching this, we can all do that right now in the moment. We can send love to each other. We can send love to the planet. We can send love all the time. And I think that's a great use of vibrational escrow. You know, and and we we this is kind of funny. We could even send love to that lottery ticket that we just bought. You know, yeah. and, and, <laughs> you know, and and see what happens from there. But man, Timothy, wow, what another amazing conversation. Um, before we wrap it up, tell all my listeners about your channel, how they can best uh support or watch or where they can find you, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. This is this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me on, but. If anyone wants to check out my podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune, I'm on YouTube, of course, and on all the major audio platforms for podcasts, Spotify and all those. And yeah, so you can just either type in Timothy Schultz and you'll find me or Lottery Dreams and Fortune. That's the name of the podcast. But uh, yeah, featuring featuring interviews with people that have overcome the odds with an emphasis on their mindset and also covering lottery news stories from all around the world and, and doing some standalone videos as well with things such as what, what you were referring to, a video I recently did about why anything and everything is possible. I'm so passionate about that subject and, and um, believe, I mean, it's true. It's true. Anyone to a very large extent, anything and everything is possible. So don't, it don't is. To diminish your dreams. Dream, dream up here. Dream up here. And you know, what, what your goal is. Some people put the bar too low and I find that mm. very interesting putting the bar too low. So I always, I try to put the bar high because you can, you can achieve that. You can achieve that, whatever you want to do to, to a very large extent. I believe that's true. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you know, I'm a fan of your channel and, uh, I one of my dreams is to be on there one day, right? Like that I want to I want to be interviewed because I have won the lottery. That'd be a big dream for me. But uh Absolutely. you know I'm a fan and 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 I encourage people to go check out the channel. And if you guys uh like this conversation, let us know. We we want to hear from you guys. Throw it in the comments, you know, click the like button, you know, that all that stuff helps and uh share it if it if it resonates for you guys um again timothy i appreciate you all the listeners and viewers i appreciate you guys everybody stay inspired y'all peace and blessings